Welcome back to the Mind Care Podcast. I'm Janine, and today we're joined by our very own psychiatrist, Doctora Corazon Angela Quadro, to co-host episode five as we take part in the National Drug Abuse Prevention and Control Week. Hi, Janine, and to everyone, magandang hapon o magandang araw elsewhere in the world where you are joining us from. My name is Quads. I'm sitting in for JP for this episode where we will be learning about drug abuse from our clinical psychologist, Mr. Carl Anthony Rufo. Apart from being among the Mind Care Club's team of licensed psychologists, he also provides addiction therapy as part of the Department of Health's Drug Treatment and Rehabilitation Center, specifically in Dagupan. Hi everyone, good afternoon, or good morning, or good evening to all of our podcast today. Given that the latest figures from the Dangerous Drug Board indicates current drug users to be at 1.67 million Filipinos in 2020, we would like to help spread awareness and knowledge on how we can help our loved ones struggling with substance use disorders. Given that, I suppose let's start with the basics. Ano? Sir Carl can lead us in the discussion of definition of terms first. Ano ba pag sinabing drug abuse, misuse, or addiction even, or dependence? Yes po. Ano, actually, napakaganda ng questions na yun kasi syempre unang-una sa lahat napaka-basic kasi nga syempre kailangan rin malaman ng mga tao ano nga ba ang use, misuse, abuse, and addiction. So, First things first, syempre, pag sinabi natin drug misuse, this is generally associated sa mga prescription medicines. Pag sinabing prescription medicine, these are meant to be taken as directed by the doctors. Ngayon, masasabi siya na misuse kapag naggagawa ng isang tao is taking the incorrect dose, of course, or taking the drug at the wrong time, forgetting to take a dose, or stopping the use of drug too soon, and of course, taking a drug for reasons other than why they were prescribed. And lastly, syempre, yung taking a drug that was not prescribed to you. So, misuse, okay? ano, anything yes, other than that. or beyond the prescription. Let's up it a bit. How about addiction or dependence? Drug abuse and addiction naman, syempre may mga different distinction din tayo dyan, ano So, pagdating sa drug abuse, it happens when drug, including yung alcohol natin, yung illicit drugs, or any psychoactive substances are misused to get high or inflict self-harm. This is also called the substance use disorder. Ano? So this is actually listed sa DSM-5 natin or Diagnostic Statistical Manual po natin. So yung mga tao ay gumagamit ng drugs para lang ma-alter yung kanilang thinking, yung kanilang behavior, yung body functions nila. Makikita natin that there is already an abuse there. Ngayon, kapag sinasabi naman po na drug addiction, this is also known as severe substance use disorder. So this is a brain disorder that manifests as the uncontrollable use of substances despite the consequences, ginagamit pa rin nila yung drug. So people with drug addiction have physical or psychological need para mas mag-take ng drugs. Pag sinabi natin na drug addiction, this is a severe form of drug abuse. So basically, may dalawang distinction po kasi yan. The distinction between two disorders are how much control 
the user can exercise over themselves. Well, okay. control is a tricky concept, ano? Yes, uh, boy, exactly. Let me emphasize what you said, Sir Carl. So, we have phenomena of drug use, misuse, mm-hmm. abuse, mm-hmm. which might unfortunately be common. But at a certain extent, it reaches a medical condition, a clinical condition, which we know to be addiction, dependence, or a clinical diagnosis such as substance use disorder. So, at a certain extent, the drug use, misuse, abuse, pwedeng one time, pwedeng pattern, at a certain extent, they can be considered a medical condition, ano? A, a real yes. clinical disorder, a brain disease. It's what we know as substance use disorders or sometimes called addiction or dependence. No? Ngayon ang tanong, how do we know if I'm suffering from already an addiction, a clinical condition. So, again, ano, syempre, when it comes to substance use disorders, no, may mga different signs and symptoms po yan. Ano, siguro, wag na natin masyadong gawin technical, of course. Pero, basically, may dalawang types of symptoms po. Of course, una sa lahat is yung physical symptoms and the other one is the behavioral symptoms. So, for the physical symptoms, kikita natin na may bloodshot or glazed eyes po sila. Yung nalilisik, yung mata. Of course, dilated or constricted yung pupils po nila. And makikita rin po natin that there is an abrupt change dun sa kanilang weight. We notice this from our clients po na usually ang nangyayari sa kanila is that nung gumagamit sila ng drugs, especially for shabu, sabi nila parang pampapayat daw. So they actually use drugs para pumayat daw sila. Other people din naman, may mga weight gain at may weight loss din. And of course, doon sa changes sa hygiene. So napapabayaan na rin yung kanilang hygiene, yung pagliligo nila, yung pagpabrush ng teeth. There are different ways para mag-partake ng drugs. Sa mouth po natin, oral, pwede rin pong i-inject, or etc. etc. But then again, nakikita po natin that there are some dental issues na kung saan, syempre, no, naninilaw na yung kanilang ngipin or sira-sira na yung kanilang ngipin. For people who use some drugs, ano, makikita po natin that they look older than their age. I remember this one client. No, feeling ko, akala ko parang sobrang tanda niya kaysa sa akin. Yung pala, mas matanda pa ko pala ako sa kanya. Again, so makikita natin mga different changes. Ano, and of course, problems sa sleeping or sleeping too much. Okay? So these are the physical symptoms na makikita natin for people with substance use disorder. And while for the behavioral symptoms naman po, there is an increase sa kanilang irritability. And at some point, nagiging aggressive. And another thing would be, syempre, some changes sa kanilang attitude, sa kanilang personality. They become anxious, they become paranoid. At some point, parang madali na silang mairita, madali na silang magalit sa kanilang mga mahal sa buhay. May lethargy din or some signs and symptoms of depression as well. Sudden changes sa kanilang social network. Ayaw na nilang lumalabas kasi siguro of course they did something that is not right. Ang nangyayari is that syempre no, parang ayaw na nila makahilobilo sa ibang tao. And dramatic changes sa habits and priorities. So that is siguro priority nila yung pangangalaga sa kanilang anak but eventually they're already suffering from addiction. Ang nangyayari is that yun nga parang yung kanilang habits are more of para compensate yung para sa kanilang addiction ano and of course pinakaayaw rin po natin no is that ang involvement sa criminal activities ano which is i, I think known naman dito sa Philippines po thank you very much for sharing with us a very phenomenologic mukhang from experience this is what you really notice with the clients you've yes, worked yes. with ano let me summarize that for you also as a clinical condition these are the signs and symptoms we are looking at This is a list of the 11 symptoms that we are looking at in diagnosing. Let me go through 
the 11 symptoms very quickly. So again, physiologic symptoms of tolerance, withdrawal, cravings, using more than intended, a difficulty stopping or reducing use, spending significant time devoted to the, to the substance, such as what Sir Carl said, using, obtaining, selling things to be able to buy the substance, using continued use of the substance despite acknowledging the physical symptoms or uh, behavioral symptoms or health problems, such as physical, mental um, consequences because of the use. Also, psychosocial sequelae such as continued use despite social, occupational, or other adverse consequences, neglecting other responsibilities because of the drug use, neglecting other activities because of the use, and number 11, risky or dangerous behaviors or situations because of the use. If we note two, dalawa lang, ano? if we note at least two of the 11 symptoms we listed in a period of 12 months, then that deserves a consideration for substance use disorder. That's a quick way of looking at it. But I have to ask also, Sir Carl, when do we seek help? Or how do we know if it's time to seek help? If we note at least two of the 11 symptoms we listed in a period of 12 months, then that deserves a consideration for uh, substance use disorder. Um, that's a quick way of looking at it, but I have to ask also, Sir Carl, um, when do we seek help? Or how do we know if it's time to seek help? Ayan, so una sa lahat, syempre, we have to discuss ano nga ba yung mga different stages of addiction? So may mga different stages po tayo ng addiction. And so we have the experimentation, the regular use and abuse, dependence and tolerance, and of course, lastly, is yung sa addiction itself. Ano? So of course, when it comes to the experimentation, dito na natin makikita ano, na kung saan siya, ang common scenario is that Ito, si friend mo or si family member mo offers the user a substance, be it an alcohol or other types of drugs or nicotine. The candidate may view this instance as getting high. During the first time na pagtaken ng drugs, it's a manner of opening the door. Diba? Parang ganun. So eventually, makikita natin dito na during the experimentation, no, napakalaki ng role ng peer pressure, be it sa family and sa friends po nila. Especially kapag yung isang tao is suffering from some type of mental discomfort, yung stressors natin, stressors sa trabaho, or stressors sa family. And of course, um, there are some people rin talaga no, nag experiment para ma-alleviate yung physical discomfort na na-experience po nila. So makikita po natin ito, yung mga, itong mga symptoms na to, of course, during the experimentation stage. Now, when it comes to the regular use or abuse itself or stage 2, makikita na po natin dito that nagiging recreational na siya or parang something temporary becomes lifestyle. And of course, sa stage 3 naman po is that dito na sila nakaka-develop ng dependence and tolerance. So, no, pag sinabi natin dependence and tolerance, of course, syempre, no, there is a physical and psychological reliance 
dun sa drugs na nagde-develop sa, sa kanilang sarili. And of course, ang nangyayari, ano, I think Dr. Quads could vouch for this one. The, the brain stops releasing chemicals naturally. Para, and then eventually, ang nangyayari is nagde-dictate na ng regulation sa, sa katawan ng abuser din talaga. No? And over time, ang nangyayari is that the client or the, the person is actually developing tolerance. And eventually, ang nangyayari is that yung mga users natin ay nagugulat na sila na ay, but but lumalakas ako mag-take ng drugs na to. But ako lumalakas na uminom ng ng alcohol. Okay? So makikita natin na once na tumaas yung tolerance natin, mas gusto natin increase yung intake ng drug use trend, no? And lastly, sa stage 4 which is the full-blown addiction. Dito, the user has become comfortable with the different experiences na na-experience niya dito. In addition, they are unable to refrain from using the substance. Ang nangyayari is nagkakaroon na sila ng dependency. I remember this, he can't work hanggat hindi siya umiinom ng alcohol. Kasi kapag hindi siya uminom ng alcohol, ang nangyayari sa kanya is nanginginig siya. Of course, may, may response na yung katawan niya. No? At the same time, nakakalimutan na rin nila yung mga basic needs nila such as yung kanilang grooming habits, yung meals, medyo in-skip na nila, mas importante na lang yung pag-take nila ng substance as compared dun sa kanilang food. There are times din talaga na jobs can be lost din naman talaga. And of course, ang nangyayari is na, na nawawala na rin yung kanilang income. How do we know kung kailangan nga ba ng isang taong tulong? Especially kapag nakikita na natin na, ah, okay, may addiction na ata tong taong to. Of course, we have to look at the four stages. Although, syempre, una pa lang, di ba, if you notice that the person is already experimenting, try to talk with him or her, oy, I think that's illegal. Baka mamaya, you, you become addicted dyan sa substance na yan. So, I hope that you stop it. So, right, I, uh, right. No, wag nating kayaan mm-hmm. na mapunta tayo dun sa very severe stages. And you're right, ano, it has to involve hijacking of the brain. So, affected yeah. ang ating oh, oh, oh. neural circuitry. That's a good way to segue to my next question for you. Siyempre, kung brain disease siya, we expect that the treatment options would also involve medical and psychosocial interventions. What are the most uh, commonly used treatment options in your experience, Sir Carl? There are many options can help you or can help the people with substance use disorder process their to overcome their addiction. Ano, so, syempre, may mga medical, may mga psychological treatments din talaga. Of course, in, a, in my case, syempre, since I'm a psychologist, ang common na ginagawa namin for our clients is, are the following. Oh. Una sa lahat is, syempre, there are three types of treatment para sa mga clients namin sa rehabilitation center. Yung sa inpatient program, and then pangalawa is yung sa aftercare program, and yung OPD or outpatient program po natin. Ano. So, for the inpatient program, mag stay po siya sa rehabilitation center for a few weeks for a few months and then some programs would actually be given dun sa kanya during his stay in the rehabilitation center. So while he's in the rehabilitation center, bawal po ang cellphone, bawal po ang pera, may standard na ang, ang tawag namin dun, therapeutic community. Kapag nasa inpatient program ka, mayroon kaming tinatawag na therapeutic community na kung saan. Aside sa mga programs na binibigay namin, ang nangyayari is that you will also learn from each other. Ang tinagandahan nun po kasi is that Di ba meron na pong mga seniorities doon? Kung saan syempre mas nakakatagal na sa rehabilitation center. And then ang nangyayari is that they teach yung mga baguhan pa lang sa loob ng inpatient program na 
kung ano nga ba yung ways kung paano sila mag-cope sa kanilang triggers or sa mga maaring mag-trigger sa kanila para mapabalik muli no? or magkaroon ng relapse. After the inpatient program, no, syempre, we usually recommend na magkaroon din ng aftercare program. Okay, ano nga ba yung aftercare program? Of course, ang nangyayari is that after mong magstay sa rehabilitation center for a few months, pwede ka nang umuwi. And then, while nasa bahay ka, mas malakas po kasi yung temptation or mga triggers at home. So, ang nangyayari is we recommend sa mga clients namin na, okay, you need to seek help pa rin naman talaga kahit na you recovered for a few months. Nandyan pa rin kasi yung mga temptations natin yung mga triggers natin. Kaya, importante na may mga follow-ups pa rin tayo. So, ang nangyayari sa aftercare program is that monthly kang bibisita sa rehabilitation center para participate sa isang activity or sa mga activities na binibigay ng aftercare program. For the outpatient program naman po, um, this is usually given for people na hindi naman talaga severe yung kanilang addiction. It's commonly known naman talaga that once you take some drugs, tumataas yung ating tolerance at yung mga other symptoms na banggit natin kanina. Which is why, para ma-prevent yung talagang severe addiction, ang nire-recommend namin is for them to partake doon sa aming outpatient program na kung saan bibigyan po sila ng monthly or weekly, even weekly activities para at least ma-increase po yung kanilang awareness sa kanilang behaviors po especially sa kanilang addictive behaviors. At the same time, para nabibigyan rin po sila ng relapse prevention activities para kahit papano, eh, hindi na sila mapapabalik na sa paggamit nila ng drugs. Ano? Well, aside for the three na nabanggit natin kanina, so of course, syempre, meron din po tayong kinatawag na Narcotic Anonymous. For the Narcotic Anonymous or Alcoholic Anonymous, ang nangyayari po dito is that inorganize po ito ng mga dating addicts. For people who use some drugs, they are the only ones who can call themselves an addict. <laughs> Ayun po, yun, yun po yung sabi sa amin ng, ng isang NA facilitators. Una sa lahat ba, they really need to accept that they're really experiencing addiction at some point. So, for narcotic anonymous or alcoholic anonymous, ang ginagawa po nila is that they actually go sa isang private na place kung saan nagkakaroon sila ng self-help group meetings, they talk about their recovery, ganun na ba sila katagal na sober, di ba? Ganun na sila katagal na hindi nakapag-take ng drugs, alcohol, or nicotine. Meron din tinatawag na token economy. For the token economy, ang nangyayari is that they are given some tokens na of course na patunay na okay naka-reach sila ng ganitong milestone. Napaka-importante ng reward din talaga para sa kanila kasi una sa lahat for people with substance use disorder medyo na tweak yung kanilang reward system sa kanilang brain po ano. Pero napaka-importante rin na to seek professional help sa mga mental health professionals para makapag-conduct ng family therapy kasi nga syempre when they use some drugs and alcohol ang nangyayari is that medyo disrupted na rin yung kanilang family mili so importante rin po 'yon and of course yung kanilang couples therapy rin kapag um, siguro may may asawa yung isang person with substance use disorder napakaraming klase ng rehab ano i understand that there is a, a negative connotation or stigma ang rehab pag sinabing kailangan magpa-rehab parang kinulong doon no pero sa totoo lang Maraming klase ng rehab, inpatient, outpatient, various programs that we can streamline per patient. And at different points in the clinical disorder that is substance use disorder. Ano? Now, at this point, 
let me just remind our listeners and our viewers that we also have emergency cases for which we should bring our loved ones or ourselves to emergency care. Ito po yung mga kaso ng withdrawal symptoms or intoxication. Ano? So for cases of intoxication with any of the substances, alcohol intoxication, illicit drug use, na makikita natin bilang blackouts, okay, a delirium, seizures, okay, which are also the considerations for withdrawal from the substances. Okay, for example, at a certain point, we stop the use of the substance and we see withdrawal symptoms of tremors, seizures, blackouts, delirium symptoms, psychotic symptoms, or any change in consciousness then that warrants po emergency care. On the other end, okay, meron naman tayong mga home care. no? So at this point, I'd like to ask again, Sir Carl, our experience with home care or yung continuing care. Might there be some points you can help us with in terms of controlling triggers once at home okay, or in the community or in the workplace? Para ma-control po natin no, yung mga triggers natin, yung mga maaaring makapag-temp sa atin no, para makapag-take ng drugs ulit. Of course, una sa lahat, ang pwede natin gawin is to prepare ourselves for change. So, make the decision to change. Una sa lahat. No. Siyempre, sabi nga namin, no, lagi sinasabi ng mga clients namin sa loob ng center, pagtanggap lang family. Ano? So, ang ibig sabihin nito is that, siyempre, no, we have to accept the things that we cannot change you know, from the serenity prayer na dinadasal na lagi ng mga clients po namin. Ano. And of course, ang nangyayari is that we should prepare to change ano, para at least kahit papano makita natin kung clear ba talaga yung goal natin. It might be difficult for some ano, or for most of the people talaga na with substance use disorder. Kasi nga syempre, una sa lahat, na- na-attach na eh. Na-attach na tayo dun sa substance na yun. But then again, of course, when we accept na, na meron tayo talagang problema when it comes to addiction, at least siguro pwede na nating malaman saan tayo pwedeng humingi ng tulong. Okay? So, of course, una sa lahat, syempre, kailangan muna nating malaman. Ano nga ba yung mga different triggers natin? So, we have the different types of triggers. So, una sa lahat, yung internal trigger and pangalawa is yung sa external triggers. Kapag sinabi nating internal triggers, ito yung mga emotions una na na-experience po natin. These are yung mga sad emotions natin, yung mga intense emotions po natin, yung mga happy emotions po natin or even yung angry emotions po natin. Makikita po natin, no? Halos lahat ng emotions talagang kaka-trigger for some people. No? Oh, okay, an-, an example of this, kapag sad ka, they make an excuse na, ah, okay, kailangan ko mag-take ng drugs kasi hiniwalayin ako ni boyfriend ko. Diba? So, kailangan ko mag-take ng alcohol para makalimutan ko siya. Diba? Or kapag happy naman, uy, happy birthday, malapit ang Pasko. Ayan, malapit ang Pasko. At of course, syempre, makikita po natin na, uy, celebrate naman tayo. Ganito naman. Ano, para masaya tayo. So, of course, um, it's a happy moment. Diba? Meron din naman yun at some point, no, parang galit tayo sa isang tao. No? Frustrated siguro tayo sa bahay at some point, no, parang ang nangyayari is that, ah, Ayoko na, ayoko na. Kailangan ko nang ilabas tong sama ng loob ko. At some point, of course, they take in some drugs din. 
Okay, so those are some of the internal triggers na, na kailangan nating i-handle. While for the external triggers naman po, eh, are the following. Siyempre, ano, um, una sa lahat, yung mga paraphernalias. We're really deciding talaga na mag-quit. Of course, we have to get rid of our paraphernalias sa bahay. We know some of our clients talagang tinatago pa yan. Sa kasuluk-sulukan ng bahay nila, even sa kanilang mga ceiling, sa ilalim ng ng CR, sa ilalim ng kama, sa loob ng sofa. Ayan, alam po natin kung saan po lahat yung mga yan. We have to get rid of it. And another thing is, syempre, we have to quit the addictive behaviors. Kumbaga, quitting is a different experience for everyone kasi eh. Some may find it liberating or empowering. Parang pakiramdam nila is that they achieve something. Ano, while for others naman, it could be painful, it could be difficult, it could be frustrating for them. And at some point, nangyayari is that parang nagkakaroon ng relapse. Ano ba yan? Ba't ako bumabalik? Diba? At some point, nung kunwari kapag nag-relapse sila, ba't ako bumabalik? Ang, ang, ang nangyayari is that since bumalik naman na ako, tutuloy-tuloy ko na. Okay? So, of course, we always tell our clients na relapse is a part of your recovery. Pero wag naman sana gawing excuse na mag-relapse na lang all the time. Ano? So, lagi nga namin sinasabi sa mga clients namin is that there is no right way to feel while you're quitting. So, napaka-importante that when you're feeling depressed or you're down or at some point parang pakiramdam mo is nahihirapan ka na na i-control yung addictive behaviors natin. Of course, we should seek help, support, and treatment. Ito pang isa, lagi natin nari rinig na, di palitan mo lang ng ibang addiction yan. Palitan mo lang ng ibang behavior yan. Well, unfortunately, this is actually um, mali po. Ano? Kasi syempre, ang nangyayari is that if we try to replace addictive behaviors into other things, like for example, okay, you're an alcoholic or you're, you're a heavy drinker, you're a heavy smoker, and then eventually parang, okay, kailangan na mag-stop. So, ang nangyayari is that, di ba, mas nagtitake in tayo ng mas maraming pagkain, ganun. Or if not, mas nag-o-over-exercise at some point. No, nawala yung addiction mo sa drugs pero nagkaroon ng addiction sa other types of um, things din talaga. Ano? So, of course, the trick to avoid um, re- replacement addiction is to find satisfaction sa experiences natin sa normal life. So, experiences may lack some intensity or highs na nakukuha natin from the addictive behaviors. But then again, of course, getting to know and liking them can introduce you to a new level of calm na hindi mo na-experience dati. And lastly, is, syempre, no, isa sa mga pwede nating advice is, again, to seek professional help. Andito po kami sa Mind Care Club para at least, ano, handa kami makinig kung ano man yung mga kailangan nating i-handle, especially for people with substance use disorder. There are times na alam ko na may problema ako. I accept that I have some problems. Pero paano ako hihingi ng tulong, hindi ko naman alam kung saan ako hihingi ng tulong. Diba? Which is why, of course, um, maganda po itong ginagawa natin na, that we're increasing the awareness para sa mga people with substance use disorder para kahit pa paano malaman nila that nandito po yung mga psychiatrists, nandito rin po yung mga psychologists na maaaring makinig sa inyong mga hinaing. Importante din that, of course, you seek some help din sa inyong family aside sa mga professional help, especially sa family, ano? Kung sakali man na talagang they're very supportive naman na ang um, kakayanin naman na supportahan ka for your treatment, that's good. Grab it kasi syempre, sino pa bang pwede nating takbuhan kundi ang family rin natin, di ba? So, importante rin talaga that we open up din sa family natin. Kung hindi man tayo makapag-open up sa family natin, at least siguro 
avoid din yung mga friends na maaaring makapanukso sa atin. Gaya na sabi natin kanina dun sa stages natin, yung peer pressure talaga yung pin, isa sa mga pinakamalaki na nagko-contribute dun sa ano no sa addictive behaviors ng mga clients po natin. So napaka-importante rin talaga na to cut some ties na rin siguro talaga dun sa mga people na maaaring makapagpa-trigger na mapabalik muli tayo sa paggamit ng droga. Okay, so thank you for that. What if I want to seek help for someone I know? Where do I go? Kung kailangan talaga natin ng tulong, kailangan talaga ng isang tao na kakilala natin ng tulong, of course, importante that you seek some help sa mga uh, mental health professionals. Para sa mga tao, no? para sa mga friends ninyo or may mga kakilala kayo na gusto nyong i-refer, sa isang rehabilitation center or sa isang professional na kung saan pwede makapagbigay ng help para sa inyong kakilala o pwede tayong lumapit sa DOH, Drug Treatment and Rehabilitation Centers. Ano, I think napakarami na ng TRCs or Drug Treatment and Rehabilitation Centers dito sa Pilipinas and very open naman po sila. Ano, and they provide some activities or mga programs para mas makarecover din yung inyong kakilala. Ano. And another thing, kapag hesitant tayo no, kasi hindi naman lahat talaga eh gustong magpa-rehabilitation center, magpa-inpatient, di ba? So, another thing that we could do is actually to have an online consult. Ano? So, luckily, ano, dito sa Mindcare Club, of course, we have some rehab practitioners. So, dito, makikita natin that we could actually provide some online consult then when it comes to drug addiction. So, usually, we devise some programs na pwedeng may provide sa mga taong ano, na parang nagsisik lang ng health through online consultations. May mga different stages uli yan. Of course, una sa lahat is yung sa early recovery stage. People who are in the early recovery stage are in the contemplation stage. So dito parang contemplate pa, pa nila kung tama ba tong ginagawa ko, addiction ba talaga to or hindi. For the early recovery stage, ang ginagawa po namin usually is syempre we discuss kung ano nga ba yung mga triggers na maaari mag-trigger sa kanila. Ano kaya yung pwede nilang gawin for them to stop yung kanilang mga thoughts na gusto na nilang bumalik sa paggamit ng droga. No? Of course, we provide some thought-stopping techniques as well. We allow them to go through the roadmap to their recovery. Diba? At the same time, binibigyan rin po namin sila ng self-help group meetings. And lastly, syempre, is yung awareness for the 12-step program. Yung pangalawa naman po is yung ating relapse prevention stage. Or kumbaga, dito, yung mga tao dito is nasa pre- um, preparation stage na sila. Parang they're preparing to recover na. Further discuss yung mga different triggers po nila. No? Mas specific no? yung kanilang anger, yung kanilang boredom, yung kanilang guilt, yung shame, yung stress, etc. etc. May term kami na tinatawag na relapse justification. May some point po kasi sa mga clients po natin that they try to justify things. Hindi kasi masyadong supportive yung family ko. Well, really an issue rin naman talaga. No? Ang nangyayari is parang nagiging excuse na nila yun eh, sa paggamit ng drugs as well. Or syempre, napaka-importante rin that we repair the relationships. And the last stage naman po is yung sa action stage na kung saan we give them some coping strategies para makapag-cope din sila para at least maayos rin nila yung kanilang buhay. Okay, thank you for that. It sounds like substance use disorder is a lot of restructuring coping mechanisms, ano? So, mahabaan yes. siyang proseso na yes. that you broke down for us. Any point in the experience at the very least, you can go for initial assessment, ano? So, we will again remind you of our Mind Care Club online clinic, at least take the first step. 
no? And then we can discuss it from there, ano? Kung man nagdududa pa tayo if this is addiction or maybe something else or we're not quite sure or nakasubok na before at any point in your experience it will always be worthwhile to go for at least an initial session ano, which we can do online okay so again we remind our viewers and listeners to at least take the first step sa ating mindcareclub.org and schedule your initial session with us so we can discuss plans for you. Thank you po for this opportunity ano, to spread awareness. Talaga. Again, this is not the consultation per se, but we want to keep the conversation on mental health going. Well, there you have it, everyone. I learned so much and I hope all of you guys did too. Thank you so much, Sir Carl, for helping us understand the situation around substance use disorders and the possible treatment options we have. And also thank you to Doc Quads for leading our discussion and also adding your own inputs as a psychiatrist. So as a reminder, no, this podcast is not a substitute for any mental health consultation and only serves to spread awareness. If you know anyone or you yourself are struggling with substance use, you may visit us at mindcareclub.org to book an appointment with any of our first step providers. After the initial assessment, our first step providers will then refer you to the proper mental health professional as needed. And if you'd like to learn more on today's most relevant issues on mental health and wellness, subscribe to the MindCare podcast and follow us on our Facebook page or Instagram page at MindCare Club. See you again next week as we continue to help lessen sadness in the world. Bye!